And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. show casey wilson is away this week she'll be back next week uh we're gonna update bc wine country restaurants today those that are open uh, whether doing dine-in or takeout and some of the opportunities you can take advantage of across the province uh, we'll also be joined by ingo grady from the hermit wine company ingo is making his old wine he's gone from mission hill to being a wine grower i think that's a huge transition so we're going to talk to him about what he's planting and how things are going in the south okanagan We'll also be heading down to Chile to talk to Canadian winemaker Derek Mossman. He heads up Garage Wine Co., perhaps one of the most interesting uh, wineries in Chile at the moment, and he has a fantastic Instagram feed. Uh, He's making natural wines, real natural wines naturally. It's a great story. We're going to talk about some old grapes in Chile. And uh, coming up next to open the show, our old friend Lucas Pavan joins us. He's the manager of membership for Dine Out Vancouver, which is completely revamped and pivoted for the 2021 festival. All that and more coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com slash wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyuz is taking some time to refresh and renew for the upcoming season. Renovations are underway at the restaurant, but takeout is still available seven days a week. Book now for spring and summer travel to avoid disappointment and discover the South Okanagan good life at the Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's true. Something great did come out of 2020. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery invites you to join the Boucherie Wine Club and experience first access to their fabulous spring releases, including the previously sold-out Rosé, Riesling, and Mount Bubbles. And that's not all. With your new Wine Club membership, enjoy complimentary tastings, exclusive access to events, and the best seats in the house at the Modest Butcher Kitchen. For more details and to sign up online, visit mtboucherie.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. My uh, host, Casey Wilson, is off this week. She'll be back next week. But we're excited to have with us now Lucas Pavan. He is uh, with Tourism Vancouver, and he's the manager for membership and leads the Dino Vancouver 2021 team. Lucas, uh, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's always a pleasure to come on your show at this time of year. 
Yeah, uh, you have a really tough job uh, in normal times. I have no idea what it's like in COVID times, but I do want to start there because dining out, uh, dine out Vancouver, all of those terms uh, seem difficult to say at the moment. How will this work this year and what? How, how is it affected by public health and what are you guys doing to make it all work? Uh, it's certainly been a challenge putting it together this year, trying to navigate the public health order that's in place um, and, uh, you know, wanting to support restaurants at the same time as being very conscious of public sentiment. Um, Restaurants are open, even under the current public health order. The public health order defines who you are allowed to uh, dine in a restaurant with, being your, your immediate household, those that you live with. Um, And so our message to diners and to your listeners is that uh, it is safe to dine in a restaurant, but do stick to your community and do stick to dining indoors or takeout for that matter um, Mm -hmm. with those that uh, with whom you live. Um, We have over 350 restaurants this year spanning from White Rock to West Van. And so there's, plenty of opportunities for people to stay within their communities and support local restaurants within their communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a record? 350 seems like it to me. It is. Last year we had 318 and, uh, you know, restaurants are resilient, but at the same time uh, they need our support. And so we have uh, more restaurants uh, this year than we've ever had before, which is incredible considering that we're still in a pandemic. Uh, Dine Out Vancouver this year also runs from February 5th to March 7th, so that's an extension of the time, too. Is that to try and fit all these in? or It is. Uh, restaurants are limited in the capacity that they're able to have indoors at 50% of what they would normally be able to accommodate. Right. Um, and, you know, with all the other health protocols in place, be it plexiglass dividers and sanitization and contact tracing and all those sorts of things, your experience will be slower. So we've extended to 31 days to give uh, consumers uh, more time to try out more restaurants and at the same time Mm -hmm. allow restaurants to uh, generate as much business as they can within that 31-day period. We're speaking with uh, Lucas Pavan uh, from Tourism Vancouver. He leads the team that's... uh, uh, running Dine Out Vancouver 2021. Uh, uh, let's talk about price because uh, things have changed over the years. So how is it set up this year in terms of what people will pay and how does that work? So normally we would have uh, set fixed prices at which restaurants would need to submit their multi-course menu at. Uh, this year we've opted to go with price ranges um, so $10 increments from 15 to 54 is how the restaurants are divided. And then within that $10 uh, range, the restaurant can identify the price for the menu. What this does is it allows restaurants to be more uh, flexible with um, their menu structure and their menu design and be able to offer more choice to consumers. And at the same time, recognizing that there are a lot of added costs to running a restaurant Uh, during the pandemic with all of the extra um, policies that have been put in place. Um, So it's Mm. it's certainly more expensive uh, for restaurants to offer meals to their guests. And this reflects that in some way. 
you mentioned how far it spreads now across the, the community. It's not just in Vancouver. Uh, what about the types of establishments? That also seems like it's been expanding. Uh, it's not just specifically, you know, restaurants, as you know, the typical restaurant, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, we have lots of uh, breweries that are involved. Um, there's uh, every cuisine style, you know, that you can imagine is included as, as part of Dine Out, everything from Chinese to Canadian to um, Middle Eastern and European uh, culinary influences. Yeah. Every neighborhood is, is reflected. Um, there's a huge variety of, of, of uh restaurants that are participating so the choice is incredible and it's probably one of our our most diverse uh seasons ever yeah i see bakeries as well and uh, even the chains are participating uh the keg earls cactus club are all involved this year that's kind of neat yes we've had uh keg and cactus club participate previously um I love to see the the variety, lots of restaurants. It's their first time participating. And then on the flip side, this is our our 19th year of running Dine Out. And there's a couple of restaurants like Bacchus uh, and Joe Forte's that were with us in 2003 when season one launched and they're still around. So um, (laughs) again, that speaks to the resilience of, of some restaurants in our city. Uh, what about uh, hotels? I know that that was something, you know, where people were were coming in. I guess we can't come into the region now. How are you working the hotels this year? That's right. Normally, we would have advertising in Washington State and across the country and inviting guests uh, from all over the world, really. Um, clearly, we can't do that now. And with the public health order, we're uh, advising Metro Vancouverites to stay within their local communities. But uh, we do have a partnership with the Vancouver um, Hotel Destination Association. Uh, so if you are in Vancouver Coastal Health, uh, under the current restrictions, we're inviting you to stay at a, a hotel overnight for a change of scenery. Uh, and you can earn a $50 Visa gift card with each hotel night that you book up to a maximum of five nights. And then you can turn around and use that card to pay for your dine-out dinner or apply it to the cost of your hotel room. Um, but it, uh, it's really a way of, of providing uh, Vancouverites with uh, an opportunity to also support hotels, but at the same time, uh, perhaps stay in, a, in a, an environment that is different to what they've been used to for the last several months. Right. We're speaking with Lucas Pavan. Uh, he's the lead for Dino Vancouver 2021 from Vancouver Tourism. Lucas, uh, I've been involved in uh, way too many virtual wine tastings. Will there be some virtual events at this uh, that we could take part in and uh, around this theme of food and wine, etc.? There are. We have um, a pretty good selection, actually, of different virtual uh, programs, uh, some that are uh, virtual talks. Um, talking about dietary, uh, dining out with dietary needs or, um, you know, ensuring uh, that customers have a good night out as it relates to uh, sexual harassment around um, restaurants and and bars and that sort of thing. But also uh, a lot of virtual beer tastings and uh, virtual wine nights and um, uh, beer tastings and that sort of thing where sometimes the, the beer will get delivered to you in advance of your um, the evening, oh, wow. and then you can do the beer tasting online. 
with uh, with it hosted <laughs> by some of our our tour operators that have always provided these tours in person and now they've uh, pivoted and are offering them virtually yeah cookies with beer sounds interesting to me uh well uh lucas uh if you if you didn't need a challenge another challenge you have one but uh we wish you well i think uh, vancouverites have been pretty supportive of uh, local restaurants and i don't see why that would change for uh dine out this year uh, with everybody following the strict COVID protocols. Hopefully there'll be no more to come uh, while this is running. Uh, we never know about that. Thanks so much, uh, Lucas, for joining us today. We really appreciate the update. Of course, our listeners can go to dineoutvancouver.com uh, where you can search all of the events, all of the uh, participating restaurants, prices, and uh, make reservations, I would guess. Lucas, that's probably the best way uh, to get your name in the book and to, to get your time in the restaurant. Yes, it certainly is, and we would also want to remind your audience that if they make a reservation, that uh, they honor it, uh, honor especially it. now more than ever before. It's important to uh, to actually arrive for your reservation, and if you can't, then please do cancel it in advance so the restaurant can make alternate arrangements with another guest that might want to dine at that restaurant. Right. Thanks so much, Lucas. Uh, pleasure talking to you. Good luck. Uh, we'll be watching and uh, dining in our own neighborhoods uh, for the next month. And uh, thanks for bringing this to the population that I think needs it. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're heading for Southern Chile to talk to Canadian winemaker Derek Mossman at Garage Wine Co. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. If you're a wine lover and you're ready for something new, try a little long-distance therapy. It's the wine club four out of four wine lovers would probably agree on. With 15% off therapy wine, discounted shipping, 20% off regular seasonal rates at the Inn at Therapy Vineyards, access to exclusive library wines, and more. Click therapyvineyards.com and choose your tier and frequency of delivery and sit back and wait as some of the Okanagan's finest is delivered direct to your door. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. Tony Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. The best wine experience I had was very recently. We were with a bunch of sommeliers from Calgary and Vancouver, and they asked to do a vertical of legacy. The oldest legacy we had, which we then called Reserve, was a 1998. We opened that bottle. It was delicious. And these sommeliers were stunned that a wine that old could still be fruit forward. Experience the glory. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. Uh, our next guest uh, is a very intriguing guy. Derek Mossman is the uh, winemaker co-owner, I guess we'd say that, at Garage Wine Co. in Southern Chile. Uh, Derek's a Canadian. 
uh, who uh, was into skiing somehow. Uh, yes. Didn't uh, in the end that didn't work out. That got you into getting to South America. You got involved in literature. You you've got a degree in literature. Now you have a master's in literature. Uh, but you're making wine, Derek. Uh, welcome to the show. Great to catch up with you. Terrific. Good to hear from you, Tony. Um, I was I yeah, was to go to New uh, Zealand skiing, and it uh, it didn't snow enough in New Zealand, so we came to Portillo, Chile instead. And I met a great group uh-huh. of people who came every year from all over the world, and that became my summer job while I went uh, through uni at the University of Toronto. I, I've been to Chile many times. So I, I think I know what attracted you, but why don't, why don't you tell our listeners what, what's so special about this place? I think what really got me involved in wine, I was, I was involved in wine, but to really d- devote kind of the rest of my life was it to find the old vineyards in the south of Chile. Um, I met uh, old vineyards in the south of France on a mountain bike when I was a young man. And I remember clearly um, an old man saying something along the lines of um, old vines do not make good wine because they're old. They're old because they make good wine. And when you see Uh these tremendously historic wines in the south of Chile that are, um, how do you say, neglected because they're too far from a paved road, because they're too small to fill a truck or they don't have a big C variety. You just think here clearly is potential where someone with a few loose bolts could connect things in a way and, and make something that would bring this, how do you say, area Hamlet community back to life. And clearly the, how do you say, the materia prima is, is, is here to do it with. Yeah. Well, Derek, for people who, who could, should follow your Instagram feed, I think they will see that and even feel that. Uh, you have a great connection now with the locals, and you have brought things back to life and brought, I, I imagine, a lot of respect back to regions that have been so quiet for so long. It, that, that has been, it's been a lot of work, but that has been a true joy. I remember when we first went to England, we were from how do you say, chili from the mule, they couldn't even pronounce it, making carinena. And they kind of looked at me, they said, she's, dude, that's three strikes against you. And then they loved the wine, they put it on a, how do you say, on a tasting menu, and you realize that actually you can bend the norms of this business, you can make it work with pure, we say nyeke here, just plain old hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, I suppose we say. Yeah, yeah. Well, you specialize in doing a lot of stuff by hand, uh, for people who would have a look at that Instagram feed, uh, what is it about what is it about hand making wine that that uh, is so attractive to you? I think when you don't study winemaking, you're probably much less clinical about it, and it's a sensory thing, right? You you've enjoyed good food, good table, we could say, and then kind of you're you know you're 35 and you're, you get seriously involved into making wine things that you can put your hands in you can stomp your feet in that you can smell throughout the entire process it helps you train your nose more quickly and and get more involved no in the end it's it's very intense but to to be honest i I wouldn't do it any other way because if i wanted to make a a good deal of money i I would be in another business this is something if you don't enjoy doing (laughs) it then 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 why you know i i I had two careers before this um, but this is, uh, this is, uh, how do you say for, uh, for, for love is, is, is much more than money. Yeah. Our guest is Derek Mossman. Uh, he's the winemaker at Garage Co. in uh, Maule, Chile. Uh, Derek, uh, I, 
you have a, a great sense of responsibility. I know that since the the big earthquake in 2010, you you changed, you you sort of pivoted again to to uh, help the locals out. Tell us a little bit about how how that has inspired you to to uh, run your company. What happened was the, the earthquake came very close. It was a little in the epicenter is not that. I mean, hundreds of kilometers further south and a hundred out of the ocean, and it. It really did sh- shake the living hell out of everything. I mean, there's old adobe homes in that. We saw an opportunity that there was people with old vine carrying in, that if you could base a project around it, that could be a means of like a bootstrapping, I suppose we'd say in English, to help them rebuild around it. So I convinced some uh, a wonderful English importer called Bevendum to invest, um, to pay, how do you say, wine forward, to buy own premier, something that wasn't made yet. And to be honest, we did a mm-hmm. similar thing around a, a Semillon after the fires in 2017, our butch fires. And we are now doing something yeah. with another English firm and our Swedish importer in order to get the people in the neighborhood working closer to home in their backyard so they're, they're less likely to catch this dreadful bug that's going out around right now. In a sense, we've had, we've had three yeah. calamities in a decade. We had earth, then we had fire, and now we have air. You know? And they're Pestilence. all opportunities. Right now, we are recuperating vines that have been neglected there's some there's there's a few um things on the on the feed about this where you take something that you know no one's paid it any attention in 10 or 15 years it's dying out and you worry you cultivate the soil it's a lot of work but even three four months later in its first growing season you see probably 50 60 percent of the plants are clearly coming back in those those root systems were very much alive like an iceberg right we're fooled by the part of the surface it's the root system of old vines that is the real value that has the longevity. Yeah. When you say old, uh, you mean old, too. You don't mean a few years old. We're talking many, many decades. They, down here, there's an idea that if you take care of vineyards, if you cull the dead wood, if you cultivate the soil, if you th- these things live forever, quote unquote. We don't work. The, the, how do you say the, the gentlemen farmers of the neighborhood, the neighbors of ours, do not work with the idea that this is slowly dying and I'm taking advantage of its last decade of life. In the end, these are not mm. fragile. How do you say we're not we're not in a, we're not in a china shop. These are things that you must realize that there is dead wood on that on that vine. And whilst the photographer loves to take a picture of it, that is just a condominium for every pest that could cause <laughs> us problems in this vineyard. So we have to get rid of the dead wood. We have to make some how do you say so do make some wonderful barbecues, put some lamb on of that wood, and yep. we have to train those plants again with tutors to. To, to, to create because it's the roots beneath the soil that have not had to say do not oxidize because they've got uh, so much air contact that, that that live on. Fantastic! I don't want to run out of time because I know that you're you're finally getting some wines into Western Canada, and one of the wines that I recently uh, tasted, which I know a little bit about, Peiche, but maybe you could explain this grape and then this this very strange wine that you call 215 BC ferment Peiche. When the Spanish galleons came across from the Canary Islands. They brought raisins with them, and they would have been, I suppose, to prevent scurvy. They would have been food, but they were also with the idea that they could be planted because inside the grape is the seed. So in the early 1500s, these were planted in, in first like in Subsionitata and then further north in Maule because it was, uh, there weren't so many skirmishes with the indigenous at that point. But what's interesting about Pais called Mission in California or Pequeña Criollo in Argentina, is that when mm-hmm. there was 
homesteading going on, um, like in Canada or in, in the Western U.S., your deed did not just depend upon you building a house and farming the land, but also producing wine for mass of the Catholic missions going further south. So the literal deed of the homesteading agreement included making of Thais wine, and that's why we see it documented as back as 1548. Now, if someone's really geeked out and done their homework, they would know that Cabernet Sauvignon doesn't come along until 1763. And the difference between those two years is 215 B.C., i.e. before Cabernet. (laughs) Clever, clever. Uh, Well, Peich is an interesting, I mean, it was a grape that we all laughed at, but now in this whole new movement of fresher wines, red-fruited wines, uh, uh, local wines, it's really finding a place, especially in Chile, which leads me to my final question to you. Uh, Are your wines more natural than natural wines? I, I wouldn't like to get into a contest like that, but I, I don't <laughs> like to use the category of natural wines. We do use a little bit of sulfites. They've been used, I think, since Roman times. But yes, the idea is is to work in the kind of, the, we say, originario here. It would be like the original method, before there was methodology, before there was an almanac, before there was regenerative farming. There was people who took proper care of, of vineyards and farms as a whole thinking long-term, and that is precisely what we do. I suppose as Canadian, I never really liked the, the Canadiana section. I like the fact that a good book or a good movie was just a good book or a good movie. It didn't need. I'm not yeah. fine. The government helps promote them and, and finance them, but we shouldn't, have, we shouldn't need to have a section because I don't want to read it because it's Canadian. I want to read it because it's a good book, and there's plenty of good books that are written by Canadians, right? Yeah, uh, totally. And uh, I want to drink wine that's just good. I sometimes... People don't get that when I say to them, you know, the only thing that really counts is if your wine is good or not. If it's good, then away we go, you know. Yeah. We can we can do a lot of things yeah. then. It's, you know, most winemakers will often say, you know, let, let's spin the walls around so people can't see the labels. And w- let's see which bottle goes down first. It's a wonderful yeah, experiment exactly. to do with Carignana because people will say, oh, that's, that's, that's acidic. Oh, I don't like that. In the end, spin the bottle around and it's the first one to go down because it's fresh, quenches thirst. Ice will surprise you as well. Am I allowed to mention where these wines are available in BC? You are, and you have to do it quickly. Cool, because I rarely am, uh, how do you say, quick enough to pick up on these things, but they are at Marquis Wine Cellars that are at JAK Group, even in the Okanagan. Um, Oh, great. Only at Everything Wine. No, it's the first time we've ever worked in spectacular British, how do you say that? Spectacular British Columbia. Help me here. Super, yeah. supernatural British Columbia story. Oh, there of course. That's really old. <laughs> yeah, supernatural BC. <laughs> exactly. I we're remember, still, we're still I trying to be supernatural. Black before Black Home opened. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're excited the wines are, are coming to BC. People can look for them under Garage Wine Co. or check with your local private wine shop. Uh, that's the best way to find them. Uh, maybe soon we'll even see one in uh, in government stores, which are, of course, uh, widely distributed around the province. But you don't have that much wine for now. We'll take what we can get. We're making more so we can fill that need, and it's wonderful to sell the wines in uh, in Canada. I hope to get up there skiing to help sell them one day soon yeah 
Well, you were going to be at the festival. One of the reasons why we're talking to you, of course, the festival canceled this year. But, Derek, great to catch up with you. Please uh, say hello to the team and uh, keep moving forward the way that you are. Uh, we love what you're doing, and we think it's uh, vital to the growth of wine, especially in Chile. Super. Thank you ever much for having us on the program. You're welcome. That's Derek uh, Mossman. He, along with his wife, uh, are the uh, co-owners. Uh, they believe they have another partner at Garage Wine Co., in southern Chile, in the Male region, uh, follow his Instagram feed. It's fantastic, folks. You'll uh, really enjoy that uh, real winemaking. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Plenty more coming up. Casey's away. She'll be back uh, next week. But our next segment will involve Ingo Grady from the Hermit Wine Company in the South Okanagan. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkeyside, Save-On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark Gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at Gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. In the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench, the Kalmana Family Estate Wine Shop is open for wine sales every Monday to Saturday from 11 to 3 with COVID-safe tastings Fridays and Saturdays. For those wishing to shop online, Kalmana is offering complimentary shipping for online orders of six bottles or more through the end of February. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. For tasting reservations and more, visit kalmana.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi, uh, Casey not in the studio this Week. Our next guest is Ingo Grady. Ingo Grady, uh, many of you know Ingo from his days at uh, Mission Hill in Phantom Creek uh, when he was a big-time executive, and now he has his own. He's back to his roots, the Hermit Wine Company, and he's growing grapes in a small vineyard in the South Okanagan, and I, I think we just dragged him inside from the cold. Are you uh, are you pruning at the moment, Ingo? I'm taking the day off because it is, imagine it is trying to snow even in the South Okanagan. <laughs> i love it i love it for amazon prime (laughs) well nice you could take a break from that are are you enjoying the vineyard life i mean you you got a small house now where you're surrounded by vines how how has that transition been well i've always been an outdoors person cycling in the summer and this uh, and i'm learning from one of the best growers in the south okanagan uh, suki dollywall so he's this year last year i was stripping which doesn't require any skill. This year, I'm actually pruning. Um, I'm learning, and I tend to never stop learning. 
Uh, and you're making wine, so let's let's start with that because I'm tasting the new Hermit. What what is your strategy at the moment, and and what kind of wine do you hope to produce, and how much? I, I know you want to stay small, but tell us a little bit about the Hermit Wine Company and the wine that you're making. Well, mainly I wanted to be involved in making wine, and I'm not a winemaker. I'm I'm more of a designer working with the winemakers at Kismet. So this has been a you know a friendship turned collaboration with Suki and his team. Um, mainly I'm interested in making wines that I enjoy drinking myself and then secondary wines that are not like others. So we want to take a unique position in terms of style. Uh, you mentioned the Hermit. Uh, that wine sees very little oak. You know, we pull it out after four to six months, depending on the flavor profile of the four varieties involved. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, okay. I mean, I just try... you know, I'm done with, with uh, being too technical or deconstructing the wine. Um, when I teach about wine, I've not eliminated the classic tasting sheet, but I've added a column, you know, between appearance and blah, blah, blah. I've added degrees of deliciousness. And I think that's what consumers want. Um, I've left the life of luxury, you know, status, icon, you know, ego wines behind. And uh, I want to offer wines that people actually enjoy drinking um, without having to lay them down, without having to uh, let them breathe. Uh, you know, so it's, it's really a fun project. Um, I'm on my own, and I love the independence of it. You, you, you set yourself free, Ingo. You're, uh, I like that. Uh, I, I've been drinking delicious wines my whole life and taking a lot of static for it. But, you know, that's, I think that's where it's at. Okay, uh, the Hermit. I noticed one thing. Uh, same label, uh, same artwork, but you uh, this year it's white around the edges, and I think it, it just looks so much better. It just pops off in the front, and it keeps it simple. So congrats on that. Uh, oh, but I want to talk about the mix. Cabernet yep. 44 Melbeck, uh, Cabernet Mel, uh, sorry Melbeck 33, Syrah 12, mm-hmm. and Petit Verdot 11. The last two are they're, they're, those are big wines, but you don't really feel them mm. in the blend. No, well, we I get the luxury of selecting from uh, barrels at Kismet, you know, grapes that they've grown. Yeah. And I also uh, limited the blend to the four grape varieties that we grow in the Hermit Vineyard. So we're uh, seven acres on the uh, North Shore or, you know, just west of the North Shore of Osoyoos Lake. So we're right between Oliver and Osoyoos. Uh, it's a rocky site, you know, lots of river rock. Um, it's sloped, virtually frost-free, and um, slowly we're getting, you know, parcels from that vineyard that qualify for the Hermit blend. Um, so those are the four varieties that we grow. I'm heavy on, on reds. I haven't even contemplated making a white wine. Uh, there's a rosé from Mouvedre, which is kind of a unique proposition. And then there's my RMX, um, which is uh, a little bit more serious than the Hermit. The Hermit is a coiffer. You know, the Aussies would call it an early drinking red. Well, I really like it. Those who had the first vintage, I think this is a, a much superior wine now. It's a, it's a, a little fresher style, a little brighter, and I like the oak. The, the you don't really notice the oak. Uh, you you notice that it fills out the texture a bit, but you don't you don't taste it. So I, I think you're hitting the mark with that. Uh, now, how much did you make, you and how day. much does it cost, and where where can we even find it? Um, we made just over 200 cases, so four pallets. Um, the wine yep. can be purchased from a few uh, retailers, but nothing in the lower mainland yet. I, I do have it on a few wine lists. Uh, the Cactus Club, both in Kelowna, carry it. 
But uh, my website uh, would be the most straightforward way of doing it, uh, hermitwine.com. Okay. Um, the wine sells yep. for $30 a bottle, and that includes uh, all taxes and shipping. So um, at $30, it's, you know, was it $5 a glass? It over-delivers um, on its price. And again, that's the takeaway that people are looking for. You know, you can spend $90 on a bottle of wine. I think Cactus Club charges 84 for the hermit <laughs> that's that's stretching it sebastian but um but i'm thrilled to have people follow my uh, my little blog i've got 10 blog posts on that website um it's not fancy because i'm not an it guy um i have a little bit of help and um and i'm just super proud of the wines and i'm you made my day with your comments thanks Tony. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, always good to taste a delicious uh, styled wine. Okay, uh, we promised we'd talk about a couple other things. By the way, we're speaking with Ingo Grady from the Hermit Wine Company. Uh, what's going on in the South Okanagan? Can you give us a bit of an update of how people are hanging in? And uh, uh, I'm sure the tourists aren't there yet, or are the winter tourists there? I don't know. Well, there's certainly evidence of more, more snowbirds in Osoyoos. Uh, than ever before. Um, I'm just talking to the clerk at the local grocery store at the Buy and Low. Um, they're doing record numbers. Uh, my friends over at Spirit Ridge, um, the Hyatt Affiliate uh, Resort Hotel, um, showing good numbers. I think some snowbirds are holding off to get their vaccinations at home and then come to the wine country. But in a nutshell, what's going on down here, aside from pruning, is preparing to plant. I wouldn't I couldn't tell you how many wood, uh, how many piles of, of orchard wood have been, uh, you know, ha- are ready for burning. Um, I'd say wow. there's at least four or five hundred acres being prepared for planting in the spring. So it's a major market. That much? Down well, here. Where are you talking about? Where is um, all this being planted? You go on a Sunday drive between, you know, the Oliver Osoyoos corridor is roughly twenty kilometers. And uh, like yep. last year, so really between the two planting years, I think there's an additional 1,000 acres going into the South Okanagan. Um, you know, we already wow. grow over 60% of BC's total vineyard acreage. Uh, that number is going up, yep. but it's also in response to a shortage of grapes, even a shortage of bulk wine on the heels of two short harvests. You know, like Washington State, mm. I think uh, the 2020 vintage was 25 to 30% below normal. Um, and yep. uh, people, smaller wineries, everybody's scrambling for either bulk wine um, or, or, or grapes or trying to sign contracts, you know, uh, moving forward. So prices aren't coming yeah. down, but I tell you what, 2020 could be the best vintage for red wines in the South Okanagan ever. Yeah, a lot of talk about that. Uh, just to get back to those plantings for a minute, any idea of what's yep. going in the ground, like which varieties are going in? Well, it depends on, on your background. I can only speak for what Suki is doing. He's got a, he sent me his shopping list of what he's ordered, and he's one of the biggest wine growers in the South, like sort of the Andy Beckstoffer of the Okanagan, if people know who that is. Um, um, sure. He's got some Sangiovese going in. He's got all the usual suspects. You know, you've got to satisfy the thirst for the classic Bordeaux blends, but I see Toriga Nacional, yep. Barbera, you know, all kinds. I mean, Bordeaux announced today that they're permitting six new grape varieties, including Touriga yeah. uh, and Marcelin. <laughs> I remember at Phantom, we pulled out 10 acres of Marcelin <laughs> three years ago. Um, Marcelin. So the, yeah, I, I to... yeah, the wine world is changing, you know, to respond to demand, but also climate change. Um, I think I don't think there's much, you know, I never thought the main Mediterranean varieties would flourish in the Okanagan. But let's, let's look at Mooncursor's Turiga Nacional is a great example. 
uh, of, yeah. of how these grapes Arnaise. adapt to our conditions. Delicious yeah. wine. Marceline, now, Marceline, I used to put that in my windshield wiper uh, container for the winter. <laughs> so I'm interested that yep. Bordeaux is going to make wine. They're going to charge me 300 bucks a bottle for that, too. They, they, there's nothing like a great Bordeaux merchant, wine merchant. <laughs> I don't think it's going in any of the first growth, uh, Tony, for a while. Yeah. You, <laughs> Maybe a Cru Bordeaux. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Uh, I have a, a the next segment coming up. We're going to talk about wine country restaurants, but I thought I'd just talk uh, one about uh, Enkameet because uh, your uh, your uh, partner Patty uh, is working down there, and they've they're doing something interesting. Can you tell us a bit about what they're doing uh, now? Well, when you're social distancing in the south of Carnarvon, you know, and you've done that, yep. where can you go for a civilized glass of wine? You know, so. Uh, Taking the lead from what the Stewart family did at Quillsgate with really what the gold standard for afternoon tasting menus, um, smaller plates. Uh-huh. So Incomeats Restaurant started a Friday-Saturday offering for two or three hours. Uh, you need to book. Uh, they're observing all the COVID uh, protocol. But the food's delicious. Uh, right. I went there on Saturday, and um, the wines are reasonably priced. They have two levels of wine, the Winemaker Series and the Quam Quam. Um, so where can you get a decent glass of wine for under 10 bucks, right? Um, and then next door, yeah, Spirit Ridge, totally. um, they're almost mirroring that. Again, uh, really tasty food and, uh, uh, you know, low, you know, priced, I guess like a happy hour pricing model. Um, so, yeah. so foodies in the south of Carnarvon are no longer going thirsty um, uh, between the staples of Oliver Eats and the Black Sage Butcher. Um, uh, we did add a new restaurant on Oliver, if you're interested. Um, oh, you remember Steve quickly. Ray from Orto, um, oh, the La Regalade yeah. family, French? So he's taken yeah. over this old church building. It's called Popolo. Popolo is um, really rustic Italian with butter. He's French oh, after great all. Tip. Um, and yeah. that's a really good tip. Yeah. Wow. You're not going to go hungry up there, Ingo. No, I'm even with all the action, the, the exercise I'm getting, I'm not losing a pound. So I don't know <laughs> what what's going on here. But loving, uh, living, loving, living the life in the South Okanagan. Come and visit us soon. Yeah, everyone. Good, I will. I can't wait to get there. Ingo Grady. We've been talking about the Hermit 2019. Uh, check it out on his website. Just go to the uh, uh, hermitwine.com. You can order the wine through there, and you can follow his blog and see uh, how little work he's doing down there. Actually, he's working pretty hard, folks. Thanks, Ingo. Thank you. It's been fun, Tony. Cheers. Ciao. Uh, we got to take a quick break, uh, but we have plenty to wrap up the show. Our, uh, our uh, director of ops, Stu Ferguson, joins me to talk about wine country restaurants and what's happening at the moment across British Columbia. All that and more on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. 
the right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of REMAX Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, going to have a little fun here. Stu Ferguson, our director of ops, is going to step in for Casey. She'll be back next week. Stu, how are you? Pleasure to be here, Tony. Very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you have been dining a lot in uh, wine country restaurants with us as we sort of grape escape around. Uh, so we thought it would be kind of fun. Here's what's happening. The dining situation is quite fluid at the moment for wine country restaurants. Many are closed until what they term spring is, so probably sometime in March. Uh, some are reopening now in the next uh, few days, getting ready for Valentine's Day and will stay open. Some never closed. Uh, some are doing takeout, but not all of them, but all are following uh, very strict COVID protocols. Uh, so if you're a whiner or a non-masker, please stay home because you're not welcome. That's uh, <laughs> as plain as I can say it. <laughs> and if we missed you, uh, let us know. We'll uh, we'll sneak it into the next show. Uh, Stu, let's start on Vancouver Island. Uh, we've both been to Unsworth Restaurant. And not only the restaurant, but the wine shop, the tasting room is, is right across the lane there. Uh, just a spectacular choice for uh for that for the Cowichan Valley yeah they've got a pizza oven you can dine outside uh, weather permitting uh they're following all the all you know all the COVID protocols so we we love the food there it's uh, and it's all local and very uh, farm to table uh one that we haven't tried but we know well is the church and state wines they've got a bistro uh lunch going on you need a reservation for that but it starts uh, it's already running now from February through to December uh, and they are making some, I would say, unheralded wines in B.C. Mm-hmm. They're not doing takeout there uh, at Church and State, but, yeah, I, I think we should make a point of stopping in there our next trip to Vancouver Island. Yeah, let's, uh, w- when can we go, Stu? That's the big question. When can exactly. We go? <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to move to the Okanagan and maybe try and go from uh, south to north. Uh, uh, so if we don't really mention a place, you can pretty much bet that they're closed at the moment. We want to start with Kismet Winery. That's uh, the Masala Bistro. We have had Indian food there uh, that we thought was exquisite and fun to have in wine country, sort of matches the wine. That's a, a, a good place to start in the South Okanagan. So many locals dine there, and we've just heard so many great recommendations for Kismet. Yeah, how about downtown Penticton? Have you got uh, have you got time for time wineries too? Well, I think that's an awesome option, Tony. You know, right on Martin Street there. If you are staying downtown, um, or you just want to get out and and check out a great ambiance, a, a wonderful experience at Time Winery, right in the heart of Penticton. Yeah, look at me jumping ahead. I I, I already I, I probably didn't get these in order. Burrowing Owl over at uh, the Sonora Room. 
Uh, I think they're going to open in time for uh, Valentine's Day. They've got a fantastic uh, patio that wraps around that building. Uh, the view is great from all uh, all uh, vantage points of that room, and they got a great new food program going. So the Sonora Room is one to uh, check out, if not right away uh, this summer or whenever we can really get going. Well, how about what have you got, Stu? Well, Poplar Grove uh, is uh, they're doing some major renovations there. Um, just one of our yep. favorite spots. Uh, you know, we've had Tony Holler, the owner, on so many times. It's now called the Restaurant at Poplar Grove Winery. And oftentimes we get asked for, you know, uh, we on the show, uh, where should we go in Penticton? This is this is always yep. my first choice. Yeah. Uh, and they're reopening in time for Valentine's Day, so you can check that out. Uh, we sort of drove by Hester Creek, uh, Terrafina restaurant in Hester Creek, uh, which has always uh, done a great job with Italian food. Uh, they have a, a Valentine's Day menu set already, and of course they do that sort of Italian Okanagan thing with ease. Uh, dinner's about 65 bucks there, uh, wine pairings uh, 30 so you get out of there for under $100 uh, with some really high-quality food and wine. Uh, now, I, I know you're crazy about this next one. Yeah, oh, yeah, go I, ahead. Uh, well, and also with, with Hester Creek and Terrapina, I really encourage everyone listening to go on their website and check out the the villas at Hester Creek. If you stay there, it's a true experience. But speaking of experience in Kelowna, oh my goodness, I saw this online, the dining in the dome at Friend Estate Winery. That looks insane. Uh, Yeah, the new Friend Estate Winery, uh, which is just uh, next door, really a stone's throw from Quailsgate and Mission Hill. They're down on the water in the old Bennett uh, house. Uh, These domes are right on the beach. Uh, It is fantastic. Uh, That's something that I would like to do. So if you're a local up there, uh, they've got some terrific menus. Uh, The menus change every week. You just go online. You can see what's going on this week. Uh, For dinner, they've got these incredible... uh, cheese and meat boards. They've got a caprese salad board and a ribeye with a dessert board as well. The whole thing comes together with wines. Uh, they've done a great job there, and, and uh, they're new to the game, so they'd be fun to uh, check out. They also have a Valentine's Day bundle online where they'll ship you wines uh, to your house, three different wines with uh, dinner ideas and pairings. So that's Friend Estate. Uh, you mentioned Quailsgate before. Uh, we were talking to Ingo Grady earlier. He said they set the gold standard for afternoon tastings and uh, small bites to eat. But the restaurant at Quailsgate uh, always over-delivers. Uh, they have stayed open throughout the entire pandemic, uh, you know, following protocols. So less people, more space, but uh, very, very comfortable restaurant. And another great choice just up the street and, and such great, great friends of the show the Modest Butcher at Mont Boucherie, we had so much fun there, and they've stayed open, and they really want to be known as a local restaurant for everyone in West Kelowna. Yeah, uh, and they're sort of new to the game, and also new to the game if you go onto the other side of Kelowna, on, on uh, the east side Kelowna, home block at Cedar Creek will just blow you away. Uh, just from the looks of the place, uh, it's such a beautiful restaurant, and uh an incredible outside area, inside, open kitchen, and, of course, the great wines of Cedar Creek. And they do a lot of uh, interesting pairing there with older wines as well. So we uh, highly recommend Home Block, still open. Uh, and just a, a little further up the road, uh, how about biodynamic and organic wines at the Summerhill Bistro, Stu? 
Wow, they're they're open. They're and the other thing, Tony, is that when you go online, all these restaurants are they they pivoted so well, and it is so easy to book online. Like it, it's you don't even have yeah. to look for it. Uh, it's right there. It, it goes through uh, Open Table, and Summerhill has been uh, you know a great supporter of the show for so many years. Um, we, uh, as my family, we, we love all their wines. They're the Sipes Brut. And the, the bistro is truly a, a wonderful experience. Yeah, check it out. They got cheese fondue night. They got sparkling high tea. Lots of things going on in Summerhill. And they've got the first uh, Demeter certified biodynamic wines that you can try uh, while you're there. Uh, the last two we want to mention are further north now. Lake Country's uh, being more and more important uh, as a place to grow grapes in British Columbia and make wine. The Lookout Restaurant at Grey Monk, of course, they've been around for some time. They've got a new chef, Graham Momer, there. Uh, the entire restaurant team are all back together, and they're, they're reopening on February 11th, just in front of Valentine's Day, and will stay open after that. Oh, they've got one of the most spectacular views of uh, the North Okanagan, uh, North Lake Okanagan that you'll see anywhere in any wine country. Uh, so and I some, recommend that. And uh, Well, some of the oldest vines there as well. Yeah, true enough. And a new place further up, uh, O'Rourke's Peak Cellars, the Garden Bistro. Uh, this is a nice little place to stop there. They're growing their own food. They're making outstanding uh, Pinot Noir wine and uh, Chardonnay. Well, they have a whole wide selection of wines there at peak cellars but uh, this is a nice little place we've we've been through there i agree uh and uh and bernie cassavant is there uh he's just amazing yes yes bernie cassavant i forgot to mention that he's taken over the uh the food side so very high quality uh going on there uh so that's a, just a quick look at what's happening at the moment. Of course, uh, as we roll into the season, more and more restaurants will reopen. But these guys are open, uh, looking for business. As we say, check online. Uh, many are doing dine-out options uh, or take-out options as well as dine-in. Uh, just go to the winery, probably the easiest way, and then uh, jump on to the restaurant wine site. Uh, a couple of shout-outs uh, to new places, uh, Stu, that where we're now uh, people are listening to the show. Yeah, we now have 18 different markets that the show is heard on 30 times weekly. And we just love the the vast coverage of British Columbia that we have. And the North, uh, Terrace, Easy Rock 590 AM, and also in Prince Rupert on Easy Rock 99.1 FM. And I was, I was just online doing some research, and there's really a lot of fun things and fun uh, restaurants in both those markets. All right, give me one from each market here before we're well, out of time. How about, uh, I'm a huge Mexican food fan, and I'm told that Don Diego's in Terrace is the place to go. Let me just throw in Indian food, okay. check out the Hot House or Harianas. And, yeah. in, and let's say Prince, Prince Rupert. Well, if you're looking for a coffee, check out Cal Pacino's. Cal Pacino's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and fish and chips at Dolly's Fish Market, I hear, is pretty good, too. Uh, and, and uh, okay, yeah, we're almost out of time, but I want to say to the folks in, in both uh, uh, Terrace and Prince Rupert, uh, thanks for joining us on the show. And you know what? I went in and checked out your liquor stores, and I found a great wine that you can both buy, the Finca Los Primos Melbeck Cabernet. It's in a one-liter bottle. It sells for $14 normally. It's on sale this week for $11. The wine is in stock uh, at the EB Street store in Terrace. And it's also in stock 
on the Second Avenue store in Prince Rupert. So check that out. Finca Las Primas Malbec Cabernet Sauvignon, one liter for eleven dollars. Of course, it's in many other stores across the province. Uh, Stu, thanks so much for joining us today, filling in for Casey. Do you think anything special would happen if I if I walked into that store and, and said Tony Gismondi sent me? <laughs> no, they'd probably throw you out of the store. <laughs> That's what would happen. But you but you can walk into a store and right walk and right walk uh, White Rock White Rock and find that wine, Stu. So uh, it's all over the province. Uh, thank you, Stu Ferguson and Issa Hetherington. Uh, thanks for your help today. We expect Casey to be back next week. For now, I'm Tony Gismondi, wishing you all a great weekend, and we'll talk next week on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.